listening to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're the founders of Soul Shepherding, a ministry of teaching, spiritual direction, and counseling for pastors and leaders. For the next 20 minutes, we invite you into our home and our hearts as we share with you our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. We're grateful that so many of you are listening that iTunes listed Soul Talks as new and noteworthy. Christy, today we're talking about waiting on the Lord. That's right. Not necessarily an easy subject, an important subject. We're all probably familiar with the verse, they wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. (laughs) Teach me, Lord, to wait. But oftentimes, I don't know about you, but when I'm waiting, I don't really feel like I'm being renewed in my strength often. I feel when I'm waiting like I'm, uh, my strength is being sapped <laughs> in the waiting. Yeah, I think our association to waiting tends to be that it's uh, frustrating and stressful and maybe even time wasted. We find ourselves feeling impatient, maybe even resentful. Yeah, sometimes I've even maybe blamed myself, like I must be doing something wrong. If I was doing something right, I wouldn't have to be waiting. Some of us dislike waiting so much that we without maybe even consciously making this decision, we just get ourselves always running late. So we don't have to wait very often. (laughs) And maybe we don't think about the fact that that means other people are waiting on us. That's right. That's right. And actually God does wait on us. As you're talking about that, that was something that I hadn't thought much about, was God actually chooses to wait on us many times when I tend to focus on waiting on my waiting on God. And thinking that I'm the one doing all the waiting and (laughs) getting frustrated with him. But actually, he often is waiting on me to be ready for what he has for me. That's a paradigm-changing thought right there. (laughs) Yes, it is. The parable of the prodigal son, we see the loving father there who is waiting on his son Mm -hmm. to return from the far country. And when he sees him, he's just so thrilled and overjoyed and runs out to greet him and hug him and bless him and give him all those gifts. But he's been waiting. He's been waiting for his son. He's been praying. And that's the kind of God we have, that he stays present and attentive and compassionate towards us. Yes. And waiting is something that we see in Scripture a lot. Scripture gives us a lot of examples and encouragements about this issue of waiting on God. Think of Zechariah and Elizabeth and all the waiting that they did to have a child and then you know, isn't Zachariah to get his voice? <laughs> and Elizabeth, you know, for John to be born, Mary and, and Joseph, the waiting to for the Messiah. And then, you know, they run into Anna and, you know, she's been waiting and Simeon's been waiting. And of course, we could take it all the way back to the Old Testament. And Abraham and Sarah, all those years, longing to have a child. We have Joseph waiting to get out of prison to have that dream he had fulfilled. It's it's a real theme in scripture of the story of God's people, of which we are one of, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is one of waiting. So it seems to be important, even though I know in my life, I tend to think of it as being a have to, not a get to. I tend to think of it as something to be avoided, not something to be embraced. You know, we think of it like we're waiting to get through a difficult time or waiting to get something that we want. Yes. And we don't think of it like your opening comments that we are waiting with the Lord in relationship with him. 
And there's an opportunity in that, an opportunity for closeness, an opportunity for our, our learning and our growth. Yes. And in my life, I've also found that it's pretty easy for me to tell somebody else that they need to wait on the Lord. <laughs> but when it comes down to my waiting, I don't really want to be told that. <laughs> and yet uh, I've been receiving some helpful encouragement in my waiting on the Lord. You know, there's some waiting that I'm doing. Certainly you and I have been waiting on the Lord with starting this podcast. It's been about two years that we've been in the process of this and waiting on the Lord and seeking His leading, His timing, His confirmation, His provision. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of waiting even in this. And, you know, there's things I'm waiting right now in terms of prayers for my children that I'm waiting to see God act in their lives in ways that I long for, that I, uh, as best I can tell, I'm praying in accordance with God's will. And then I'm waiting on things in our ministry, other things besides the podcast that we're seeking God's will, think he's leading, but don't quite see the next step. And so we're waiting for him to show us what that next step is. And we have a, a board meeting later this week to talk with our board members about some things that we're seeking the Lord's discernment on. And we're really helping each other to not hurry and not try to make things happen, but to bring things to the Lord in prayer and bring it into community for conversation and discernment so that we don't get ahead of the Lord and we listen to him and learn from him in the process, enjoy him in the process. It takes constant reminders, doesn't it? Well, it does. And it does help that we are doing that together and we can help encourage and remind each other because it seems like when one of us is having a little bit more trouble being patient and waiting, the other one's maybe a little bit more easily surrendered to the Lord mm -hmm. and waiting. Yeah, it's like when uh, Brianna had her surgery a few months ago and we were in the waiting room and we were there together. <laughs> we were. And that helped a lot to be together and to pray together. And then we had some friends that came and visited us and they waited with us. Mm, <laughs> right? It's a great gift. Yeah. And that relationality and togetherness is what really helps make the waiting not only bearable, but it can become enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yes, it can. And one of the things that God's been teaching me as I've been waiting on him has been through his word. In Psalm 25, 5, it's a familiar scripture to us. God says, or the psalmist says, lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. And I've been reading that psalm in the Passion Translation that you gave me for Christmas and read the little footnote that the Hebrew word most commonly translated as wait or wait upon the Lord is quava, which also means to tie together by twisting or entwine or to wrap tightly. And the author goes on to say in this footnote that this is a beautiful concept of waiting upon God, not as something passive, but entwining our hearts with him and his purposes. And that just really struck me. As I read that, I was so grateful for this insight. And I received it really as an invitation from the Lord that instead of waiting in a passive way, if I've just kind of got to wait till God's ready to act or, <laughs> or others are ready to respond to maybe what he's initiating or I am, to realize opportunity in the waiting is to actually wrap myself around God. And so in the Passion Translation, the verse is translated this way, escort me along the way. Take me by the hand and teach me, for you are the God of my increasing salvation. I have wrapped my heart into yours. I love that. 
I've wrapped my heart into yours because that's what I want to do. I want to wrap my heart into God. And it's transformed my perspective of waiting to think that the waiting isn't this time of frustration because I'm just passively waiting. My hands are tied. I'm not getting what I want. Mm. But that what I really want most is this very thing, to wrap my heart into God's. What a blessing. I've been feeding off the fruit of your meditation on this for a few days, and it's fun to talk about it some more and just to take heart from you as to how waiting on the Lord can be wrapping ourselves around him, the one who is wrapping himself around us. That's right. That's right. There's intimacy there. Yes, there is. And in fact, you know, that's what this was talking about, that the braiding of the cord is even as you and I are both wrapping our hearts around the Lord. It's that community again, that piece of making us stronger in Christ as we're waiting. We're being strengthened. And so I'm thinking that this is helping you as you're praying to the Lord about things that you're seeking his wisdom on and things that you're wrestling with and having some uh, stress over and temptation to worry and this sort of thing. And so tell us more how that's helping you. Yeah, well, it helps me to look at every time I feel that angst or that desire, that temptation even to step ahead of God and try to make happen what I want, try to secure myself by not waiting on the Lord, by acting in my flesh. It helps me to remember that, no, no, there's a better opportunity here in waiting on the Lord, that one of my favorite psalms to pray that I've memorized is Psalm 63. And one of the passages in that psalm I'll often pray at a time like this when I'm just really feeling anxious about something that I really want or I'm afraid of and I'm wanting God to act to secure me, is my soul clings to you, O Lord. Mm. It's that verse in Psalm 63. And that's what this is talking about. It's just another language of this wrap my heart around God as I'm waiting, clinging to him. He's my strength. He's my peace. He's my source. And it reorients me back into living in the kingdom of God with him, trusting him, rather than putting myself on the throne and trying to run my own life. Our whole being intertwining with the Lord. Yes. Yes. It's a new language for me of abiding in Christ, Mm -hmm. remaining in him, Mm -hmm. or a new language for staying connected to him. But it's an intimate word, this entwined. In Psalm 27, in the Passion Translation, verse 14, it says, here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. I love that. Be entwined as one with the Lord. And then the verse goes on, be brave, courageous, and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. Well, I can't be brave and courageous and never lose hope on my own, but when I'm entwined as one with the Lord, then I'm going to get the strength to be able to be brave and courageous mm-hmm. and not lose hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this morning I was praying for my mom who suffers from dystonia that's very painful in her face, and we've been praying for healing for her. And I used Psalm 13 to help me wait on the Lord in prayer for her, mm. which is a, a psalm for times of trial and difficulty. And it's the same sort of idea that you're describing here of intertwining ourselves with the the presence of our loving God, our dear Father in the heavens, always near us. And so as I was actually singing Psalm 13, it's one of the Psalms that I like to sing. I was picturing my mom and her need and just crying out to the Lord on her behalf 
that she would sense his presence and his love as she's waiting on the Lord for his help to bring her relief from the pain that she's been experiencing for a number of years now. And so I imagine that, like, I've been experiencing great comfort with being able to entwine my heart with God's, wrap myself around him when I'm wanting so badly this good thing I'm asking for, that that must have ministered to you, too, as you're praying and waiting for healing for your mom. Well, Scripture is such a gift to us, the, the Word of God, the words of life. And this is one of the ways that it's a great help to us is through prayer and guiding us in intercessory prayer for those that we love, or as you're saying, when there's a a decision that you're needing to make that's important. And scripture gives us the words to pray. And in Psalm 13, using that as an example, it gives us really two fundamental sides of prayer. We begin saying, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I've overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. And that first two-thirds of the psalm there is giving me language for the difficulty of waiting on the Lord for the healing that we're praying for, for mom. And the psalmist's words and the psalmist, uh, it's David here, his experience helps me know I'm not alone. He felt what I'm feeling, and the Lord is listening, and he's with me too. And then there's this great shift in the psalm, this characteristic of so many of the psalms, that these two sides here, that the psalmist is expressing uh, his feelings and his struggles and his needs very in a very raw sort of way, just laying it out there. And, and God is listening like the most compassionate friend or caring counselor. And then this psalm shifts in verse 5, and David says, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. And so the amazing thing about this psalm is it, it goes from a sad lament of struggling and wrestling and not having my prayers answered to really like a love song. And it's this intertwining that you're talking about, Christy, this connected, close relating that we have now with the Lord who, who loves us and who is present. And even if he hasn't yet answered the prayer, the specific requests that we're bringing before him, he brings us an answer nonetheless of his presence mm-hmm. and his compassion and his wisdom and the opportunity that in this time of waiting, we can be formed in the soft, loving, and strong hands of our heavenly potter who's holding us there. Yes. And so. This transforms my prayer now that in addition to praying for my mom for healing, now I'm, I'm praying for her to be held by the Lord and to sense his presence and for him to encourage her and strengthen her in this time of waiting. That's right. And so you've been praying for your mom out of the overflow of being ministered to by God's word and in waiting. And then also just this morning as I was meeting with a ministry leader, I was able to overflow some of the fruit of my meditation here of how I've been enjoying wrapping myself around God and waiting and encourage her as she's in a really hard time of waiting at work where she's waiting for her boss to take action against somebody who's really hurting a lot of people at her company. And as she waits, she now has this new vision that God gave me and then I was able to invite her into to wrap herself around Christ instead of get frustrated that her boss isn't acting in the way that she, you know, so 
certain needs to happen. It's beautiful the way that you encouraged her with this visual and this heart prayer of being wrapped around the Lord. Well, Scripture really reorients us when we're in places of disorientation. And waiting can be disorienting. So what you were talking about and sharing in Psalm 13, that reorientation. But I trust in your unfailing love, even in the waiting times. I'm thinking about the pastor we talked to uh, together just the other night who asked for prayer because of a difficult meeting that he had coming up where he needed to set a boundary. And I think that his conversation with us and our listening to him together and praying for him helped encourage him in his time of waiting and strengthen him with needing to speak the truth and love to this person in his life. And then we got the email today that that meeting went well and the Mm -hmm. Lord helped him and strengthened him in that conversation. And so we thank God for that. Yes. And Bill, I'm thinking of a pleasant memory when our kids were little and we would be in line at Disneyland, you know, waiting a long line, waiting there to get on the ride. And our children would wrap themselves around us oftentimes, Literally. (laughs) literally in line there. And what a precious time that was. What a connective time that was. As I look back on those years and those visits that we were blessed to make because the passes weren't expensive and, uh, the waiting times in line were so bonding with our children that that's what I hold on and treasure to as we reflect on those memories, not the exhilaration of the ride. It was the waiting time of them wrapping themselves around us in that intimate connection and holding in closeness. Crazy as it sounds, we actually went to Disneyland as a family just so we could wait in line together. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And they wrapped themselves around us with what they wanted, too. You know, they'd be excited. Oh, Daddy, you know, I want to go in the teacups with you. And they'd kind of wrap themselves onto you with that want. And then they would wrap themselves onto you, sometimes with the weariness of the waiting. How much longer? I'm getting tired. Hold me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe it would be good to just finish with a word of prayer as we sign off here. Lord, we do just lift up our listening friends tuning in right now who are waiting for an answered prayer or something that they're struggling with. Help us all, oh dear Father, Jesus, our Lord, Holy Spirit, help us, oh Lord, to wrap ourselves around you. Yes, to be even as our kids grabbing onto a leg there or hold you, hold you. Thank you, God, for your loving presence with us. Thank you that you transform waiting into something beautiful because we're with you and we can grow closer to you. And because you're molding us and shaping us to be more like Jesus, and this is the great joy of life, it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We invite you to our website, soulshepherding.org, where you'll find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You also can find our newly published book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ.